Hola y bienvenidos to Cipota Colocha Says Podcast. I am your host, Katia Quesada. Join me in the space where we talk about everything and anything that affects nuestra comunidad latina y de habla hispana. Aquí rompemos con todos los tabús and we connect with others who are not only making a positive change within themselves, but they're also inspiring others and nuestra comunidad. Thank you for joining me and let's dive into today's episode. Bienvenidos to Cipota Colocha Says. I am your host, Katia Quesada. This is a very powerful and special episode where we are going to get down to the nitty gritty when it comes to tarot, oracle, and manifestation cards. And today I am joined by Angelia. Angelia, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I'm excited for our conversation. I'm excited too. I'm it what's funny is I wanted to mention this before we like started recording, but I'll mention it now. We're meeting on an auspicious day. Today is the new moon and the 111 portal. So I thought that was powerful oh, too. You know, yes, it, it it's one one one, which is an angel number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's exciting. It was meant to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's so interesting. Oh my God, that is so interesting. Wow. It hadn't even clicked to me until now that you that you mentioned that. Um, para la gente que nos escucha por primera vez, Angelia, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your work, and your podcast? Okay, yes. My name is Angelia Santiago. Um, I was born in the States. I'm from Jersey, but I am descended from Puerto Rican parents and grandparents. And so a lot of the work I do, even though I'm not first gen and I was kind of raised first gen, being raised on and off by my grandmother, is helping uh, mostly women of color heal any intergenerational trauma um, and kind of reclaiming their power, their wisdom, going back to their roots and going back to the magic of their roots and not only just being chain breakers, but paving the way for change as we are kind of ancestors in the making, creating a new legacy for the future generations. So that's kind of what I do pretty much in a nutshell. Um, But I am an intuitive medium. I'm a writer. I love to write. I have my podcast and I'm like, slowly dipping but surely into YouTube and having videos like that. Um, I love just talking about that stuff. I love talking about the magic and the wisdom and the potency of connecting with your ancestors and just the beauty and the love that comes from their support. Absolutely. And that's so wonderful because your podcast really does a great job. You have fabulous guests that come on that really talk about honing in and getting in touch with your gifts. Like everyone is, what's the word I'm looking for? Como dice mi mamá, todos tenemos habilidades, pero a veces there are people that have them a little bit more developed or a little bit more sensitive, I guess you can say, than others. How did you begin to get in tune to your spiritual gifts? How did that journey begin for you? Um, Technically, I was born with them. Some people are born with them. I was born with them. And 
and my family, especially on my father's side, they're very magical people. Um, my great-grandmother, she was a curandera, she was a bruja. And so a lot of them felt like because of certain characteristics I displayed that those gifts were passed on to me, but both sides were very intuitive. So, I mean, I've had conversations with my mother since I was little that she would see me talking to things and angels and and whatnot and I would have imaginary friends I remember my imaginary friend Ashley so it honestly started since I was young but it's been a up and down battle honing in and um acknowledging and trusting on my gifts yeah absolutely you said that and I was reminded of something of my childhood, I never was one to, like, por ejemplo, I think naturally I was born very curious when it came to the occult. And we, I grew up in San Francisco, and one of the things that you would see a lot would be, um, uh, um, botanicas. I was like, what's mm-hmm. the word? I lost the word for a second there. <laughs> well, then he goes. <laughs> and I remember being very young and going to able able Danica with my parents because she, my mother was looking for incense with both of my parents, my mother and my father, and asking a question to my dad about like something that was on the wall. And the lady that was working at the time, I mean, this was back in like the early 90s. I must have been perhaps for about five or six years old. I remember asking my dad looking at this image um, and going, oh, why are his eyes lit up? And the lady that was preparing a candle immediately turned around, looked at me and said, well, why don't you ask it? And that being so impactful to me, where Mm. I was like, how am I going to ask this image, right? But looking back and the way that my life kind of turned out, I'm like, oh, that's funny. She must have seen something that day. And me being scared, I was like, why is this strange lady talking to me, you know? But yeah, it's one of those things that I like had forgotten of until now. Yeah. And I think especially people who come from, latin america or like even the caribbean it's so ingrained in our culture magical folk practices it's just like ingrained even even if like your family was religious there were still certain things whether or not you had agua florida or whatnot like it's just so ingrained in our culture and i think it's something for the most part at least from my perspective that when someone is intuitively gifted it's accepted and it's it's thought of as a gift like this is something beautiful it's not something to be scared of it's something to be embraced oh absolutely you mentioned something there so yes it is something that i think it's integrated into our religion our religion our culture what i was going to say about that specifically is Hay prácticas de religiones que están integradas with our old beliefs. And it's very hard mm-hmm. to separate the two. Um, I remember going to El Salvador and going to the um, museum that had a lot of artifacts um, from our native people. And going to a specific um, display that had 
a virgin in one section to represent Christianity and Catholicism. And on the next, it had um, all of the mysticism stuff that our native people used to use as part of what was the old religion. So um, herbs, there was flowers, there were candles and incense and all these things that you still see today, but of course of colonialism and converting assimilation when it came to obligating our native people and our ancestors to adopt this brand new belief that these things were completely almost stripped away or blended in in such a way that you can't really separate one from the other and yet it mm -hmm. still survives thanks to that integration that was done mm -hmm. yeah I mean, if you look at the Caribbean countries, the Latin Caribbean countries, such as PR, DR, and Cuba, like you have Santeria, you have 21 divisions, you have uh, Puerto Rican Sanse, which is like kind of like voodoo, even in, in the Haitian religion voodoo, like that's an integration of Catholicism and their religion of Ifa. So it's just innate in our culture. Oh, absolutely. And as someone who was in Ifa, like... Yeah, that's the only way that these stories were able and these deities were able to survive because they cleverly, you know, were able to um, hide what they were really doing behind a Catholic image, right? And so when mm -hmm. people are looking at them, it's like, oh, they're they have converted and it's like, actually they, sh they did not, they were still preserving their language and their culture and their beliefs and rituals just cleverly adding something else to it. Right. So like mm -hmm. if you follow like Santeria or Ifa or any of these divisions, you will always associate Santa Barbara with like Chango. Right. And there's like La Virgen mm -hmm. de la Caridad del Cobre associated with, you know, Oshun. Um, you have La Virgen mm -hmm. de la Regla associated with Yamaya. And so like all of these like saints that you will see in Catholicism really also it really actually represent the energy of this deity. Um, so yeah, you see it all the time and it's like, oh my God, that's, that's so beautiful. One of the things that a lot of people use, right, is divination tools. Aita, a lot of people, you see it all the time on TikTok, on Instagram reels, um, mm -hmm. using different divination tools. There'll be pendulum, but also tarot and oracle mm -hmm. cards and manifestation cards. How did that journey begin for you of spirit calling you to use these tools? Um, well, so technically it kind of started when I was 16. I was supposed to be initiated, but it just didn't happen. And I kind of went to religion trying to fill that void, that need. And when that failed me and I was going through a separation at time at that time I started slowly get curious about spirituality um not having anyone alive to really lead me through that because my all my grandparents well my grandparents that were into that were passed away and so I remember very vividly I had a dream and I was like a hitana doing a reading with like a crystal ball and I dreamt about the oracle cards 
that I knew I was supposed to get. And it started off with me personally with an angel deck because that was the easiest way for me to, to kind of seep into that because I was so scared. My mother's side was very religious, even though my grandmother was super intuitive. So was my mom, very gifted. Pero ellos eran pentecostal. So it was very, very religious. Half the things I did was devil worshiping. Anything I did was devil worshiping. So it was so ingrained in me that, and I was so scared. And my father's side, my grandfather and my great grandmother, you know, they already passed. So I didn't have that support to help guide me through that. And, um, I was living alone at the time with, with a boyfriend at the time. And so I felt kind of alone and lost. And I knew I was supposed to be separating myself from religion because it did not serve me. I just felt more judged than anything. And I always felt, I always talked to God since young. I didn't know it at the time, but I always, there were so many scenarios in my life that I was guided away from pain, even though I, I had a lot of trauma in childhood. and. During this time, I started, you know, meditating more and it was just so intuitive for me. And I remember like yesterday, I had this dream. I was a gypsy, a gitana, and I was doing this reading on a ta red tablecloth with a little crystal ball. And I dreamt that exact Oracle card deck and I, I bought it. I was like, okay, like this is it. And so I bought it. And from there, as I slowly started to talk to like angels and whatnot, it kind of slowly progressed to where now I'm very comfortable talking to my my ancestors, angels, and my whole spiritual spiritual team. So for me personally, it was a dream. But anyone who's curious, intuitively curious, I would always say follow your gut, follow your guidance when you are thinking about maybe tapping into that. Wow, that, how amazing was it that you were able to see your deck, <laughs> the deck that you were supposed yeah. to work with? That's amazing. Um, yes, talking to spirit or feeling spirit, I think it's always so powerful. And one of the things I think, que mucha gente se pregunta when they hear the phrase, trust your gut or trust your intuition many of them will be like, I don't know what that sounds like. Como, ¿qué es eso? ¿Cómo se escucha? ¿Cómo puedo, yo puedo escuchar mi intuición? What are some of the ways if someone isn't, isn't even sure of what that voice sounds like for them? What is a way that you think can help them get in tune to their own intuition? I love this topic. Um, so I'm a huge advocate in building a relationship with your body. That's number one. Because we live in such a patriarchal, capitalistic society, everything is very cerebral, which can get lost in translation so easily. And our mind likes to play tricks on us. So it's very easy to get confused. And that's why we don't trust ourselves half the time. Because a, a lot of what's playing in the background is either old thoughts and patterns from your past or societal expectations coming in. So it's really hard to trust with yourself when you're coming from solely a cerebral place. And for me personally, the best way, the easiest way, the way our ancestors did it is by connecting with our body. Our body is a vessel. It's a it's a replicant of the universe. It's the replicant of nature itself. Everything that's outside of us as above, so below lives inside of us. So the first thing is literally tuning into your gut, just sitting down, 
seeing how your gut feels. Notice if there's any emotions that arise when you start to feel a certain way. What stories are those emotions telling you? What action is being asked of you when you feel those things? If you if you feel colors or you see a story, everybody's intuition is different. Um, there are technically four main clairs, like claircognizant, clairsentient, clairvoyant, clairaudient. So really quickly, clairvoyance is like when people see things. So if that's what comes to you naturally, follow that. If you're clairsentient where you feel things in your body, follow that. If you're clairaudient where you hear or claircognizant, you like hear or see thoughts, follow that. It's going to be very like slow and and silent at first and it's it's going to sound like whispers but intuition is never like bam boom loud in your face there are times it can be like that but i think with uh, the popularity of spirituality now people expect it to be like this whole thing like how it is in movies and it's this showcase and it it's not it's really about your connection to your body and how it affects you I love that you um, specified connection with your body because one of the ways that I like to think of it is, is this my ego? Is it ego speaking or is it my higher self? Right. And there Mm -hmm. is a clear difference, right? Ego will try to keep you safe and will try because it's trying to self-preserve versus intuition is more of like that gentle voice that internal knowing that you will feel it somewhere whatever which way it may it may come to you right and that takes that does take a while to hone in and yes you see it all the time kind of exploited in Hollywood and media that it's supposed to be this very omniscient clear voice sometimes and you're and that couldn't be further from the truth it can be for some but it's not usually that way how picking up tarot one of the things that i see a lot i mean i i use tarot too the way that i use tarot is not always i will pick it up use it for certain things here and there and then for the most part i kind of put it away like i i really only touch my my deck when I'm in tuned or called to pick something up usually Mm -hmm. for the most part, I'm not someone that reads them constantly, even though I know there are people that, that do. Um, but it is one of those energies that I like to treat with respect because you are connecting to different spirits. They are different things that can come through portals that can Mm -hmm. be open what are some of the ways that people can kind of preserve and protect their own energy and their own space when using tools such as these? Um, Well, first I want to just really quickly say something when you were talking about the intuition thing, I want to like end that little section real quick and saying that your intuition is not an outward experience it's an inward experience and so that's why it's so important to pay attention what's going on with your body so that being said with unfortunately but fortunately the popularity of spirituality a lot of times people look to tarot oracle readings for outside validation and a lot of times whether or not you're getting a reading from someone else or yourself it's only going to confirm what you need to hear 
And so that being said, that's why it's very important that you protect yourself, that you don't open yourself up, giving away your energy, giving away your power to other energies, entity, or people, because there is such a thing as male ojo, and it can show up, and it can block you. It can block your intuition many times from seeing things as they are because you are left so vulnerable to the energy of other people, places, or things. So that's first and foremost. Um, anytime you get a new deck, if it's from Amazon, if it's from a store, a friend, you always bless it. You can bless it many ways. You can knock on it. You can ring a bell. Um, I like to rub my hands with Agua de Florida and put it under some smoke. Um, and I just pray over it and, I, and you want to infuse your energy with the cards because you're reading for you. And if you're reading for someone else, you speak to your cards. It's a relationship. To me, anything especially in the spiritual world, it's a relationship. Your guides, your ancestors, your own intuition, the tools you use, it's a relationship and it should be respected as such. If you leave yourself to be in fear and you're in that very needy energy, you leave yourself susceptible to harm. And that's what unfortunately the bad reputation tarot tends to have that, oh, you know, I had a bad reading. It opened me up to entities or demons and it's, Well, did you leave yourself vulnerable where you were in a low state of fear? And that's that happens. We have desperate times. That's why you always, even if you're in a low state, you always want to make sure you ground center and protect your energy and use your imagination. Invite your inner child. This stuff doesn't have to be serious. It's about another avenue of creative expression. And so children are are so full of nuggets of wisdom when it comes to intuition because they don't have the outside. They're not so conditioned yet as we are with the outside world telling us what we should and shouldn't be doing. So invite your inner child, invite your ancestors. They've walked this earth before you and they know what to look out for and they're always going to protect you. Invite your whole spiritual team if it's angels that you connect with, certain Um, ascended masters or whatnot, but invite them to always protect you and to bless your cards because it's not just you. You're receiving the information. It's not just you. And that's why nobody's special when it comes to everybody's just different expression of this intuition. Oh, I mean, everything you just said there was like so beautifully placed. (laughs) Thank you for sharing (laughs) your wisdom with that. Um, Para la audiencia que está escuchando and they're like, okay, I've seen tarot and I've seen oracle and now you're starting to see like affirmation cards, right? From your experience, what is the biggest differentiation from tarot versus oracle? And is there one that's better than the other? There's no better. None of them are better. They're just different expressions, I will say, of spirit that have been manifested, that have been channeled through other people, right? Just if you want to go into the Bible, that's been channeled by different people. But with affirmation or manifestation cards, I kind of like a 
like to look the, at them at like as the aesthetic girlies. They're going to give you the fluffy version of things. They're just going to tell you the nice things, the good things to make you feel good, which is not a bad thing. It's to make you feel good, give you a little pep in your step. If you're feeling a little low, give you that confidence that you need. That's what manifestation and affirmation cards are for. They're to remind you, you know, who you are. Don't feel so low about yourself and don't dim your light. Oracle cards are kind of like next step up. Oracle cards aren't as, I guess, tarot cards have the reputation of being harsh because they can read you for your filth. And people who really are good at reading tarot, they can tell so many things because tarot is like a little system um, and it's a system of archetypal energy and images and whatnot that have certain meanings and them in conjunction with other cards, they tell a story. But same with oracle cards, it's the same. Some oracle cards are are a little edgy. It's depending on the energy of the card itself. Like I even brought, I was telling you earlier, like different tarot cards. Like this one looks so beautiful. And then you have the original tarot cards. And this is like a little, it's not, it's not as whimsical. You know what I mean? So it's depending honestly on the energy of the deck itself. Um, something I would also say, like, if you really believe in someone, always try to shop small and get their card deck or whatnot, because you have a connection with that person. Don't just get cards just because they're pretty or everyone else is getting them. You want to, does your heart like get, go on fire when you like, yes, I really want this deck. That's where you're meant to go. Don't go the tarot route just because everyone else on TikTok is doing tarot. Don't do affirmation cards because it's the new aesthetic thing to do. Like do what feels good to you. Sorry. Do you hear me now? <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I hear I you. Like, <laughs> okay, good. I was like going into a story and then I saw your frown. And I'm like, oh no, I don't think my, I don't think I forgot to turn on my mic. Um, I, when you explain all of that and the energy and connecting, especially with like the illustration that goes on the deck, I thought back to when the first time that I picked up a deck. And it was fairies and I still have it to this day. And it's one that I always feel very playful and very joyful and of, of using, like it's my deck that I've had for over 20 years at this point. And even though I don't take it out as often um, anymore for a while, I kind of did, but it's, it's a little bit different now. Um, it's still that deck that I love and cherish and brings me back to like that childhood, you know, it's whimsical. It gives me the message that I need when, if I'm looking for guidance or just looking for almost, um, that nod from above of like, yes, your intuition is in fact correct or, uh, you know, not now or whatever clarification I am seeking for. It is one of my favorite decks and over time I've picked up a few more here and there, but I, I always go back to that one. That one is always like, you know, in my back pocket that I'm like, okay, if I need to really hear the message, this is, this is the one that I know I'm going to go for. Um, yeah. And it's wonderful. So I think 
absolutely. If anyone is interested in, in picking up a deck, kind of like shop around, feel the energy, mm-hmm. see if you can connect with it. You may actually find yourself if you visit um, spiritual stores, botanicas, or even the bookstore, you may feel yourself called to a certain deck and that may be the one that's for you, but definitely yeah, don't rush by, like, don't pick up something that's popular only because you see it everywhere, especially on social media there, you will see certain decks kind of pop up here and there. And then there's certain decks that kind of like, you don't really see, or maybe not as aesthetic or the person who's put them together is not as known, well known, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, but you kind of have to feel the energy and go, Oh, this one, this one. And you'll kind of feel that little like inkling of like, you go back, you know, you tend to go back and you, and you pick up this one and you're kind of carrying it around and you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is the one for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would also like, let's say you have a TikTok reader that you love and you see this deck that they use all the time and you're like fascinated with it and you cannot get enough of the imagery you know, sit with that. That's, there's a reason for that too. Um, when I say don't just get it because other people get, like, don't do it on a whim, you know, tampoco así, because the whole point of it is to connect with your intuition. So don't get something just because like, oh, that person got it. So I want to get that. No, like feel what feels good to you. And, you know, a lot of people, myself included, who are avid readers and who do this for a living, like we use a combination. So you don't have to feel confined to one type of deck, whether it's tarot, oracle, or affirmations. You can even do an, a combination of the three in a reading for yourself or someone else. So don't, this is, it's supposed to be an expression of your intuitive abilities. It's not supposed to be something confining and restrictive. So you shouldn't feel like your decision-making should be constrictive as well, you know? Ooh, something you brought at the talent. You brought something that was leading (laughs) me up to my next question, which is um, the decision-making, right? You see people, or perhaps we know people in our own personal space that they will not make a decision or will not act unless they check um, some sort of divination tools first. Mm-hmm. What is your experience with that? Like, what does your guidance see? Because it, it, it's almost, and I don't want to say like fanatismo, but it kind of blends into of like, mm-hmm. oh, if I want to do this, well, I got to check the cards first, you know? Oh, if I want to do this, mm-hmm. no, but I also have to check the cards first. And then is it giving away your power? Mm-hmm. Kind of depending so much on these divination tools. Like what, mm-hmm. what do you see? I mean, I feel like you already answered that. If you solely base your life on what the cards say and because I feel like when you're coming it from that state you're in I hate using the term low vibration but you're you are giving away your power you're in a desperate energy and unsure of yourself and basing your decision on what the cards say when your intuition is these are just tools your intuition, like I can channel things without the cards. The cards just confirm it. That's what cards are supposed to do. They just confirm it. 
You know what I mean? They're not supposed to be the sole proprietor of the truth. That's not what they're there for. They're they're a fun way. They're supposed to be something fun for you to tap into your intuition more. They're supposed to add on to what is already inside of you. So if you don't make any decisions just based on that, then you're you're holding yourself back. And you're you're supposed to when you get like that nudge from spirit, sometimes you don't got time to be checking in with other people. You don't have time to for the opinions of other people. Sometimes when spirit, when God moves you a certain way, you're supposed to act. You're supposed to act with conviction and faith. And if you base that on cards, then that leaves you susceptible, like I said before, to other things harming you because you're in this fear-based emotion where you feel like you're not good enough to trust yourself. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And on the flip side of that, right, as someone who does offer tarot readings to the public, sometimes you get people <laughs> that come. <laughs> I'm giggling because I think I know, I think you know where this question is going. Um, you'll have, you know, your, your uh, people who come to get, to get a reading. And you'll get those that get mad because they're not getting the answer that they want. Uh, mm -hmm. What has been your experience with, with that? That's hard. <laughs> it's happened to me many times. I mean, as an intuitive, I feel like, again, because everything is a relationship, um, when you get that, it's also... I feel like what I've learned on my journey is ask yourself, what is this situation trying to tell me when that happens to me? Why is it triggering me? What is that person projecting? And what is that saying about me? What in my life is that triggering and why and how I can go deeper into that? So that's first and foremost. Secondly, you are going to have people that get annoyed. Um, but there are ways you can protect yourself. You can protect your energy to help minimize that like for me for example my readings that are online I have a little questionnaire and if you're annoyed already by a little questionnaire that's like five to seven questions then we are not for each other you know what I mean if you you know it's very obvious that I mostly work with the ancestral realm if that's not what you want to hear from then you're not going to get a reading from me if you general generalize yourself to the point where like you're for everybody you're gonna spirit is gonna show you not for everybody spirit is gonna show you lessons through people who are you know supposed clients that are gonna trigger you so that's first and foremost secondly i guess thirdly technically um how people react as long as you're coming from a poised loving place how people react says nothing about you like that's that's their business and that is is it's gonna kick them in the ass eventually that has happened to me where i got readings and i didn't listen and it, i mean but then again check in with your gut are you coming from a place of ego is it your ego that's resisting this resisting you ask spirit you ask your ancestors for answers there's so, someone there you paid them to help you and you're resisting then do you really want the help that's on them? You know what I mean? And then um, lastly, what I would say with that is um, obviously you can't control everybody and how they're going to react, um, but you can't make 
And this is something I had to learn the hard way. So I'm saying it for all my fellow readers out there. I know it's hard, but like you can't make what other people say about you, especially when you know you're coming from a genuine, authentic place, dictate who you are as an intuitive. You know what I mean? That's going to happen. That's with the territory, especially with spirituality becoming so popular because spirituality has become so popular people think just like when they go on tiktok that they're going to get an answer right away that they're going to get some fluff answer with you and that's not the case that's not how spirit works spirit is not very showy in that way and when i say spirit you know it can be however you want to call it god the universe yada yada um even your whole spiritual team and your ancestors your ancestors will probably be direct in one way and not direct in another way. And also that's why it's also very important to make sure when you get a reading from someone that you have a connection with them. Because if you don't, then a lot of times that reading can feel a little defeating as well. You know what I mean? And and feeling your gut is that reading that person's ego. Like if you know it's not you and you're the person getting the reading and that person supposedly read you for the filth, but you know it's wrong, then Tíralo, eso es basura, that's not yours. You know what I mean? They're bringing something to the table that's not... And that's why you have to be very selective who you get readings from. With the whole spiritual community being very popularized now, like there are people who, who aren't really gifted and who are just doing it for the clout on TikTok. And you have to be very selective with whom you get readings from and very protective. And I will say on either side, if you're giving or receiving a reading, you always have to protect your energy beforehand because you don't know what that person is carrying and vice versa. You know what I mean? And early on in my journey, I used to get drained doing readings for people because I was carrying their bullshit. That's not fair to me, you know? Yeah, I I don't think that people, the general audience, perhaps those that, that do the work will understand this. It is a energetic transaction you know you're putting a little bit of your ache and what it is that you're doing and vice versa and um when i was getting initiated and i was going in to help you know with my spiritual health sometimes we would get clients that would come in and you could just feel the heaviness immediately I would feel it in my gut. Like all of a sudden I would have anxiety and I'd be like, I can't be around this person. But it wasn't because it was something negative. It was just the weight that they were carrying or they messed around with the wrong thing and kind of found out, you know, and something that wasn't supposed to, that wasn't meant to be stuck kind of got attracted to their low vibration and their low energy. But it is, Mijante, when you go get a reading done, even if it's not a reading, but you're getting candles prepared or you're getting a spiritual bath, there is a energetic transaction that happens. The person that is giving these services to you is adding their essence to it one way or another. And that's to be respected and it's to be taken with, with care. And if you're getting a reading and you have your mindset that that you want to go one way and the guidance is telling you, I mean, you know, intuitively, you kind of know in your gut that probably that's not for you or that person isn't for you or 
that thing that you're holding on to with all your might, it's not for you. You know that. And if you go get a reading and you get mad because they're giving you the confirmation and the validation of like what you know is not the way that you want to go, you're you're hindering yourself. You know, some people are kind of be like, nothing is going right. And it's like, yeah, but you're holding on to to this one thing yeah. that five different people have told you let it go mm-hmm. <laughs> or don't go that way or your time will come. You're, you know, it's now as humans, it's natural for us to be impatient in this day yes. and age where everything is so instantaneous. We need to remind ourselves and be conscious that normal life outside of technology, outside of capitalism, outside of this constant need to purchase is not an instant transaction because life is not an instant transaction. It is a journey. Mm -hmm. We're all meant to be here to learn, to grow, to break generational traumas, to experience life in its fullest. Um, You have to kind of go through it all to kind of become miser. And that includes the bad parts, you know? Yeah, they suck, but you kind of have to go through that road it does get better, but the road is, it's winding. A veces es estrechito. And sometimes it can mm-hmm. feel muddy. And sometimes it can feel like you're going against the current. But trusting your guys and trusting your gut. And and if you go and seek the services, please be respectful of the other person that is doing them. Because they're putting their own hard work and trying to help you out. Even if what you are hoping to hear turns out to be what you know, internally, you know, is mm-hmm. meant to be for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I would add one more thing to just as <clears throat> a little bit more guidance and protection. Also be careful. Like, let's say, you know, you get, because this has happened to me, you get a recommendation to get a reading from this person. But instantly you feel off, like everything inside of you is screaming no. But, you know, of course you can't be like, fuck this. You already paid for it. You sit there and the whole reading is shit. It makes you feel like shit. They're belittling you in subtle ways. Take that shit with a grain of salt because that's not that's not a real spirit will never. If even if they're reading you for the filth, spirit will never and your ancestors will never read you in a way that is belittling and demeaning. So the minute that happens, the minute like your gut is like hell to the no, do not do not take anything they say seriously because that's not spirit. That's their own ego trying to make themselves feel good and superior than you because what they see in the cards and so they feel it as the need that they need to belittle you in some way that has happened to me on numerous occasions and that happens usually when you're in desperate places that happened to me when I was grieving my brother and I was wanting readings but I was in such a low low state because I was grieving him so badly that it it did leave me vulnerable to not people who didn't have the best intentions and they saw me desperate and they were trying to bank on that. So please be careful. Readings are not something to be taken lightly. And that's why for such a long time, it was gatekept in certain communities because, you know, our ancestors understood 
the seriousness of this. They understood it is a relationship. They understood it's an energy exchange. They understood that just because our interaction is ended doesn't mean that things don't go on that affect us afterwards, our time together. You know what I mean? So I I would say that as well. I feel like at the end of the day, you got to follow your gut and there's no easy way around it. And it starts off very silent, but eventually you will start to know and understand once you build that relationship with your body. And when I say your body, not just your physical body, your emotional, your spiritual, your mental body, your energetic body, you will, once you start to build that relationship, you will understand what's a yes and what's a no and follow that. Don't second guess yourself because it doesn't matter how great of a reader someone else is. No one can tell you truly what is right for you better than you because no one knows you better than you. Wonderfully put. That was beautifully put. To anyone <laughs> in the audience who wants to get in contact and they felt your energy and they're like, yes, I I need to connect with her. I need to chat with her. I want to get a reading from her. Um, your services are online, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, I used to have them on Instagram. I'm not on Instagram. I'm like slowly getting away from there for energetic reasons. Um, but uh, I do have like a little website that you can go click on for readings. And um, I'm going to be now that I got a new stub stack, I'm going to be very active on there because I love to write and whatnot. And I do have a podcast. So if you want to interact in that way, I any like that threads, Substack, Twitter. I'm all about the writing aspect of stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And please listen to her podcast. It's great. If you want to learn more about working with the ancestors and breaking down kind of like the beliefs that were impended on us and and start your journey with um healing, please listen to our podcast. I will have a link to how you can get in contact with her, where you can go and listen link down below. I want to thank you so much for coming on here, for sharing your wisdom, for sharing your energy with me on this magical day. And I hope you guys who are listening enjoyed this uh, episode as much as I did. So nos vemos en la próxima. Bye.